uh, dive right into it, gentlemen. Welcome, everybody, back to the Chaluminati podcast episode. I don't know anymore. I, I've stopped trying to keep track at this point. We're in the mid-20s somewhere. As always, I am one of your three hosts, Mike Martin, joined, as always, by Alex Fasciane. Hello, Hi. sir. Hi. He's very... You can't see it, but he's living in the shadow realm. It's not cool. It's a little unsettling. I just don't want to get up. I'm in my pajamas. I don't want to get up and turn on the light because I don't want anybody to see me outside. That's fair, man. That's fair. Yeah. See, it's it's dark out in the East Coast right now, so I can be naked and it wouldn't matter. But Maybe on top of Alex, I've it got It would matter to Jesse. us. We can see you. You can only see me from the shoulders up. I don't we're even gonna, think this is we're like... We're going to keep it a mystery. I don't even think that, this is oh. nip level, honestly. Nip level? Um, this isn't nip level camera. Like No, it's not. Below, it's, so. I'd call it a bust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bust. That makes sense. But uh, hey, Jesse, how you doing, homie? I mean, great. Just great. So happy to be with you guys. I always love being with you, man. You know, it's just it brightens up my day. Oh, um, gosh. Today we're diving into a part two of a much requested uh, thing that people have enjoyed when we did it on Halloween, and it is going to be more viewer stories. Yay! I'm so excited for this to be real. I am too. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of checking the subreddit and the emails and the and the Twitter DMs every day is just like people who throw out their stories. Um, if you have stories that you want to tell us, by the way, uh, make sure if you throw us an email or you throw us a, a you know a subreddit story, you know, always throw like, hey, you can you can put this up on the show just for our own uh, peace of mind and safety. And uh, if you've got you know other things other than ghost stories, throw those up there as well. Anything, just throw them out there. Give me your alien abduction stories if you got them. Give me your I was possessed by the ghosts of, of Krendor, uh, you know. You're just encouraging crazy people. I don't <laughs> us, like isn't it. Isn't that what this whole podcast is? No. Give us your no. talking animals that came out of your walls and rode around town collecting rumors. Now that's stories. the kind of story that. I want. Yeah, I want that, <laughs> yeah, that story. That would be, be a G oh, Give man. me your Jeff hometown the cryptid story. Mm -hmm. Jeff the Mongoose <laughs> Part 2, please. If you have a mongoose or a rat living in your wall, that'd be great. I know yeah. we said... Uh, the end of last episode, we're going to be talking about the man who sleeps with aliens. Still working on that. Um, there's surprising. Are you a saying there. there's a lot there? About <laughs> yeah, a guy who says he has sex with aliens? What? To unpack, especially when you have to be like, okay, let's look into his history. Where does this guy come from? I mean, let's try and piece things together. Also, uh, another little teaser for the future. Um, I had one of my, my assistant researchers for the past like two months doing research on the Mothman. We'll be doing oh, some. Oh, hell yeah. Some, what some about his Mothman. prophecies? Yeah, all of his process, prophecies, whether he's a cryptid or he's uh, maybe a psychological uh, just phenomenon, or, Ooh. as always, he could be an alien. We'll get I think that. he's an emo time traveler. That's, you know what, man? It's possible. That's, That's what I think possible. he is. <laughs> and just a just an, a sad time traveler who it's comes like back. like a sad boys. Yeah, he just like <laughs> loves, like, uh, I'm going to go to this bridge disaster. <laughs> he just, like, stands over it and watches it the whole time. No. Okay. <laughs> And then it's like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Every time you see him, something bad happens because he's just a sad time traveler who enjoys watching things fall apart. Yeah, Why he, he looks like a mothman when he time travels is who knows. Fashion's crazy in the future. Fashion's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. Fashion is insane in the membrane in the future. Alex, have you been to the future? Uh, Save that for another episode. Oh. Chapstick. Chapstick. Oh. chapstick, guys. Chapstick. <laughs> chapstick. In my future, chapstick. the Beatles never broke up. Right. There you're, uh, yeah. yeah, so you were, uh, it, all, it all makes sense now. Chapstick. You were the man. Chapstick. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Let's dive in uh, to some of our reader stories. We're going to start with some shorter stuff, and then we're going to end with some of the more longer detailed stuff. Uh, there's some interesting stories that have been posted on Reddit over the past few months. There's some really good stuff. Are any of them and, uh, real? That's up for you to decide, Jesse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just, I mean. <laughs> Fair warning. 
we might make fun of you. So, no, uh, I, I would never make fun of you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, that's only me. I'm just the mean one. Uh, he might just disagree about your perception of events. Yeah, I right. may but think that's the thing you're... about reality. Yeah, reality is how you perceive it. So let's start light. Uh, from Reddit user P Wookie, which is a great name, uh, and this story is dubbed the White Figure. <laughs> was oh. a... <laughs> oh, was I didn't know what lightning? that was. What was that? Yeah, noise? <laughs> yeah. it was lightning. Oh, that was thunder. Wolf... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then a wolf howling. Uh huh. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> some quick context for the story. I'm not exactly sure how old I was, but I know that I was in primary school. So I was between somewhere between five and eleven years that old. A, that's a big spread. That is a large. Well, uh, yeah. That's during a, that's that time, it all years. blends together though, because you're like an when idiot. When you're five, kid. you're dumb as hell. Same when with you're 11, eleven, you're dumb as hell. Yeah. You're way smarter than when you're five. Nah, you're nah. When you're eleven, no you just as stupid as five. You just that. learned how to how to play what? with the thing between your legs at eleven. That's whoa, the whoa, only difference. whoa! I'm just saying. I'm whoa, just saying. Whoa. I'm just saying. No, no. Whoa. Only me at eleven years old. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm spoiling the mystery. He's naked, you guys. That's he done. is very <laughs> naked. Uh, so he was somewhere between five and eleven years old. The door to my room was in the corner, and right next to the door was my bunk bed. I would always sleep on the top bunk, and in the diagonally opposite corner of the room, I had a lamp. Now, my question is, did you boys have bunk beds growing up? No, I was a single I child. I did, I did. too, actually. I did. It was miserable. I slept on the top bunk, which meant Same. I got kicked all the time, especially Same. if my brother was pissed. To me, to me, the upper bunk was like a position of like power. Yeah, but yeah. one time I threw up down the side of the bed and like <laughs> almost almost like like the, the vomit stopped like maybe like two inches from my brother's face and he like woke up like, ah! <laughs> That's a horror story in and of itself. And I hit my head a lot, but that's that's different. Oh God! Just keeping uh, it real. Top bunk mm, represent. Mm. Hashtag top bunk. What's good? Top, hashtag top bunk represent. Hashtag and no then, bunk. Hashtag single child. Hashtag didn't have to share. <laughs> hashtag better presence. Hashtag got no. But you, but you, your trade off, Jesse, was like the weird room, right? With like the picture, the clown pictures on the wall, or whatever. It was. No, that was that was my that was what after I left for college. My parents oh, had okay. like three rooms to fill and they made them all guest bedrooms but they like put their their weird shit in it so it's like themed guest bedrooms yeah one was they like a yellow room and one was a blue universe. room oh yeah they were themed and they were weird they <laughs> like were the weird That's yeah awesome. it was like the white yeah. house <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. uh so one night uh i went to bed leaving my lamp on I woke up in the night to see a white figure walk past my bed towards the corner of my room where my lamp was big nope no, that's a big hell no. The figure looked to be wearing some sort of long white robe and looked to be holding a candle, sort of similar style to Scrooge from A Christmas Carol. Now, when I saw this, I was quite scared, but I was even more scared when the figure turned to look at me. I quickly hid under my covers and tried to fall asleep. When I woke up in the morning, the lamp was off. Now, sometimes my mum would come into my room after I'd fallen asleep to turn the lamp off, but I asked her if she had done that the night before, and she said she hadn't. Also, the lamp still worked, so it wasn't the bulb that blew out or the power that went out or anything like that. I never saw the figure again. I have a very vague memory of another time where I saw something, but I don't remember anything more than the fact that there was some other experience I had. Like I said, it was only a small experience, but I thought some of you might find it interesting. Thanks for listening. This like is I said, a five-year-old is not going to ask their mom, hey, did you turn that light off last night? And now then her, her mom's like, no. And then, and then it's like, 
Weird. It's a ghost. Weird. Yeah, a yeah. five-year-old would never have that thought. But here's the thing. Out of all vague stories like this are the most interesting because it could have been anything. Could have been anything. Like, we don't know. Yeah. I, I, I like that it was Scrooge. I'm assuming Muppet Christmas Carol. Scrooge. Yep, yep, yep. I, I like yeah. it. I'm thinking like a Bloodborne... A bloodborne, like, like a monstrosity, yeah. like the the dancer of the veil uh, or whatever. Yeah, like, you know those dudes yeah. in the college that are just like college dudes, but they're like fucked up. That's what I. That's that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> See, for me, I actually have a very vivid memory somewhere around that age where I had night terrors a lot as a kid. Uh, I remember very vividly one night. That's what happens when you being... share a bunk, everyone. Yeah, I never exactly. had night terrors, not one. <laughs> just, that's the curse of the top. Yeah, bunk. not one. I uh I remember seeing skeletons all in my room um and I don't I did not stay I did not go into the covers I ran screaming and I remember just being like skeletons guarding my door and shit that shit can happen it very well could have been like a night terror or like a just a waking nightmare type of thing um but that that shit's horrible or you you could have been given yeah. medicine air quotes from your parents too. that was actually just booze <laughs> oh that happened a lot in the sixties yeah I don't when know you, how old, we don't know how old this person is now. This could That's have true. been in the 60s. That's true. P. Wookie definitely could be 50 years old. Just a little nip to maybe get P. Wookie was there for the original Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he was. All right. The next story comes from Reddit user Fantonio. 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 And this one is labeled "Those Times I Die." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's as a this note, one, team. As oh. a note, I should point out. That I'm only a somewhat superstitious person, and I'm not very relig- religious, even then, even though this stuff kind of weirds me out. First, we need some backstory. I am a double heart transplant recipient. Whoa! I, what? Which is uh, fucking awesome that, you know, you were able to power through that, and you got the, the necessary surgery you needed when you were but a baby. Double? Um, double. Yeah, we'll hear all about it. When what? I was only five months old, after my mom took me on several doctors to in our community because she was worried that I wasn't breathing or feeding properly and was promptly dismissed for being a worried new mother, a doctor thought I had a contracted pneumonia. In actuality, an x-ray scan found out that my heart was several, uh, several times too large for my own chest. We eventually learned that the left side of my heart was not closing properly and kept enlarging with each beat. My family and I were moved to the west coast of Canada where we lived and I was born, to Toronto on the other side of the continent because pediatric heart transplants were not conducted in the province we lived in during the the late 1990s when all of this took place. We ended up staying there for 13 months, six of which I was on life support and in ICU repeatedly. Whoa! That's insane, yeah. I had several cardiac arrests and had to be resuscitated multiple times. As far as I'm aware, I technically died a few times during this period. So this is like baby, baby, like five baby, months baby. old. Baby, yeah. baby. No memory, you know, at this sure, point. Sure, sure, sure. Just to set up Just stuff that, that he was told. Yes, exactly. This is already crazy story. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, By itself. Because Canada at the time did not have many organ donors, especially for children, and I have a very rare blood type, finding a heart for me was incredibly difficult. By the 13th month, I was given only days to live, and my parents were told to make funeral arrangements. Wow. Now, here's where things get weird. On the exact same day my parents were told to start making funeral arrangements, a nurse came to my parents and announced that a heart was ready for me and I was to be operated on immediately. During this whole 13-month fiasco, we had a photographer following us and helping compile media coverage to help gain support for organ donation. This photographer also ended up going into the operating room when I had my transplant and got photos of the whole thing. According to my parents, when the photographer came out of the waiting room, he was totally pale. 
when my new heart was put into my body, it started beating at the exact time I was born, 8.31 a.m. What? So that's the setup. That's the setup for the story. That's not the story. Sure, sure, I like sure. to imagine, like, it's very much kind of hinting that, like, the photographer came out pale because he saw something weird. Oh, my I God. Imagine... Wait, was the heart I... the heart of a killer? Ooh. <laughs> that's where you're going? That's where you're going, yeah. Maybe, my, yeah, my he head. saw the guy and he was like, that's Jumpin' Jack Slash, the killer. Oh, my jumpin God. Jumpin' Jack Slash? God damn it. He gave him the Jack heart. Jumpin' yeah, Jack it's, it's Slash. A it's, it's a gash. It's a For me, I imagine thing. the parents are like, oh, my God, he must have seen something. It's a sign. Meanwhile, the photographer's like, oh, surgery, blood. I can't handle it. And just wants to, like, just vomit vomiting. and pass yeah. out. <laughs> just like, I can't. All right, let's do this. Fast forward. When I was four years old, my heart began rejecting. And I was listed for another heart transplant. Oh, my God. I can imagine that's just – I feel like as a kid at four, you really – I mean, you understand things are not going well. As a parent, I can only imagine how stressful this is. We never found out why, only that something was wrong with my coronary arteries, the arteries that supply the heart with the blood. The second transplant went about the same as the first. I was in and out of the ICU and on life support several times. And just to make matters worse, we were set up in a tiny apartment in downtown Toronto with my almost newborn brother. And a swine flu outbreak occurred in the same year, which what caused absolute pandemonium during the, during, uh, due to terrible quarantine management. My mom and I even got thrown out of a taxi once because I had a minor cough, read the heart transplant, and the tra taxi driver said he didn't want to die. That's what hell. the fuck? Just kicked him out. Swine flu mania, bro. I guess so. At least to say, things were not great. During the course of these events, a friend of my mom's who was battling breast cancer died of her illness, and oh not long God. after, and not long after, I had another cardiac arrest episode in which I had to be brought back from the dead. Two deaths my, racked up now. Just Yeah, that's just back to back. My mom, obviously distraught but, tra but trying to keep spirits up, decided to take me out for chocolate cake at a cafe once when I was, uh, after I was feeling better. This is post the second heart transplant. Now, before, I, uh, before this next paragraph, I have to emphasize that I no longer remember what occurred to me during any of the times that I had died. I was mainly con concentrated at the time on not dying, so the details are lost to me. But my mom remembers what I said on that day uh, that we went for chocolate cake clear as a bell. We sat down at this cafe, me attached to a heart monitoring machine, and my mom started talking to me about how we should value our lives. She tells me that in life, no matter how much time you have, you should spend it enjoying things, uh, enjoying the things in life. That's what our little chocolate cake adventure was all about, simply enjoying life by eating some chocolate cake. According to my mother, who, was a who has a fantastic memory for anything involving my transplants, my response to her was, it's okay, mom. When I died, I saw Jesus, and he told me it wasn't my time yet. Yikes. <laughs> the woman at the table next to us promptly spat out her coffee. My mom, to her credit, retained her composure pretty well, all, con all things considered. She apparently just replied with, oh, well, that's nice. Soon after I turned five, I got my second heart transplant. And oh, this was, sorry, that was before and this is after. And close to two decades later, I'm still going strong. I have not had any more deaths and, nice. sadly, have not any, <laughs> and sadly have not had any more visits from Jesus. As I said, I do not at all remember actually seeing the old Big J, but I wouldn't really doubt it considering how many times I died. I hope this tickles your weirdness, loving funny bones. Big J. I love that he That's calls That's a crazy him. story. I guess you That's get a crazy story cuz I guess it's like you get nickname privileges if you if you've met him. Yeah, if you if you meet Jesus man, that's fine. Does that mean I can have a nickname for him? I, I told you boys that that weird story, right? Where I saw him like half awake once. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, yeah, you did. You definitely told us that story. <laughs> 
<laughs> what, what, was he like, please, Big J? No. Please, call yeah. me Big J. <laughs> I turned over. He was just hanging out. It's like my I don't know if that's Jesus. I don't know if that was Jesus. He had an edible in one hand. He was mm. having a great time. That might have been Jeff Bridges, dude. You know what? You, you know what? That, you might be right. I would. I'm be real. I would love to have the conviction to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I met a spiritual leader of some sort, or I like I met God. I'd be so you know what to have the clarity to just believe that completely would be I think very liberating to a person. Because yeah. right? Because one of those things like most of the time you're like, well, I don't know, I don't know what if I, I believe. If I had the memory, it would be f- like pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Like if I had the memory in my brain of like it happening. It would be like insane to me to like think back on that moment. Sure, every but day yeah. I, it, it would blow my mind. But I think it, I think it would it would give you a conviction of being like I'm going to be a good person because I know I know there's a it's heaven. Real. Yeah, <laughs> only if you're a good person at heart. God forbid you you could be, use that to justify your hatred. Be like I'm right. My God is real. Right. Depends That's one on of our most are. dangerous habits as humans. Right there. Yeah. Ah, I agree. All right, next one. This is from Reddit user Roman, titled, Leave Me Alone. When I was a teenager, I lived in this house in Illinois, and this house always freaked me out, probably because it was in Illinois, my dude. I've had three experiences The land of Lincoln. The land of Lincoln. I've had three experiences there, and each was creepier than the last. My first experience was when I was about 14, maybe 15 years old. I was home alone, and my room was in the basement. I had a couch a couple feet from my bed, and my TV was on the coffee table because it was uh, perfectly in line with my couch. This is totally relevant to the story, I promise. Not. Cool. Got, Thank you. Got him. Got, got him. Got so I'm sitting there. Now, <laughs> so I'm sitting there playing Black Ops, and I hear people walking upstairs. It sounded like four people walking around, so I head upstairs because th- I'm thinking it's my parents with company or something. But no, nobody is there. All of the lights were off, and it was eerily quiet. Me being the badass 14 or something year old that I was told the ghost to suck a nut and walked back downstairs. Nice. As I, as I head for the basement, I South hear someone Park say, character. yeah, exactly. Suck a nut. As I head for the basement, I hear someone say, Roman, wait. That's when I ran downstairs and shut my door. Big nope. Big nope. Absolutely. My next experience was when I was 17. I wake up around 2.30 in the morning. Ooh, 30 minutes from the witching hour. Nice. And, and, the, and no big deal. It was the summer and I didn't have school, so I stayed up for a bit. When I go to lay back down, I get super fatigued and feeling uh, super fatigued feeling and weak. I flop onto my bed, then I immediately can't move. My dogs were sleeping downstairs, which is already weird because they slept in my parent with my parents or just upstairs in general. And one of my dogs started growling like I've never heard before in my life. Her hair raises and goes. she goes into full attack mode. As I'm laying down, I see this weird black mass starting to form in the corner of my basement, and my what? dog lunges. Goes absolutely haywire, and I hear really guttural laughter. Then the mass disappears. That would be... I would not I'd be, be out! I would not be sane today if I experienced No way, that. dude! That's like... That's like Demon 101 I would nonsense. sit on the fucking ground and rock back and forth and just talk about that. For the rest of my days, if I saw that shit. I'm not sure if my re- re- instinct would be like, get him, get him, and like sacrifice my dog and get out of there. Or try to like get my dog out of there at the risk of being laughed at. I would just like scream mask. and crumple and I my legs wouldn't work. And I would just cover my face and scream and scream and scream. For a whole day, I would scream if I saw that. Holy shit. 
How would Jesse react? Jesse, you see a black mess in the corner. Uh, well, I mean, I would assume it was like... You're 17. Put yourself into a 17-year-old mindset. Come on, bring it back. Real hard for you. Yeah, no. If if my dog jumped at something in the corner, I would assume it was a like a rat or something. I would need the... I would... Uh, if I heard a guttural laugh, I, I guttural mean... guttural laugh, I'm out. Out of there. I don't know that I would have immediately assumed it was a guttural laugh. It would have had to have been like... <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would have been really it could have been like a Japanese ghost yeah it couldn't have been anything but that if it was anything that sounded like it could been anything else it would have been like damn there's a rat in the house mom there's a rat in the house <laughs> well, what if it's <laughs> it's like M. Bison from Street yeah. Fighter he's just yeah. coming, coming directly like, from the corner yeah that my dog just went to I would have assumed it was the dog making a noise I would I would pass away from heart failure. That's like, like <laughs> if it was an audible, if it literally, if the the dark orb opened a mouth and was like, ha, 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 I would be like, all right, I'm done. Like I'd be done then. But if it was I'd anything like, else, surreal. I'd be like, demons are real. Go surreal. Go surreal. Demons are real. Go surreal. But I'll I would tell never you again. stop speaking that without for the rest of my days. I would be. Here's the thing, though. If that happened, I would be perfectly fine. With it, because then I'd be like, okay, that's real. That's like, I, oh, yeah, all right, yes. You're no, telling me, no, you're in the basement, you hear, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this is good now. I'm, yes, this is real. Yes. I imagine, if I yes. saw that, in my mind, if I saw that, mind. I would be like, well, if that's real, if that demon thing is real, then clearly there has to be good in, like, there has to be, like, angels and shit, so okay. I just gotta, like, fight that. That's oh, yeah. I, just, I see Jesse that is right amazing. Now, like, holding onto a tree <laughs> branch so... as, like, an alien is abducting him from the sky and he's floating and Jesse's just on his face as he's, like, holding onto the tree. It's just like, huh, aliens so are level Yes, yes, I'm if impressed. aliens abducted me, I'd be like, yeah, all right, well, I believe now. I, I believe you got me. Exist. You got me, aliens. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Let's let's see that masturbation nice. machine. Yes. Collect Absolutely. Nice. I'd be like, all right, I take me to your machines. I'd <laughs> I'd at least have answers and then I'd be fine. Same with the ghost. Right. If a ghost came in and was like, ha ha ha, I'd be like, yo, you're real. Oh my okay, god. Okay, yes, ghosts are real. Nice. Take yeah. me to pick. All are right. You I would not freak out. I, I rarely freak out about anything. The only thing that scares me, God, this killing machine sharks. Sharks are the worst. <laughs> I, I hate be like Sam Neill in Event Horizon. There will be cuts on my face. Who knows, I man? Be... Maybe the Megalodon still exists. Yeah, you know Maybe... what? Event Horizon's pretty awful. So if I saw yeah. that, then I'd go crazy. Like if I saw a dude just like puke <laughs> his face off, then I'd probably be like, well, I'm out. <laughs> this, is, this is too much for me. <laughs> You're like, it's real and I hate it. Yeah, no, this is awful. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So guttural <laughs> laughter, dog goes nuts, uh, and after and then after a little while, it, the the after the laughter rather, the mass disappears. After it disappeared, I felt completely normal and could move. And you bet your sweet ass, I slept upstairs on my parents' floor. All right. Last experience. My last experience was just a couple of years ago. I was playing my Xbox, and it was well past four. This is why I you don't stay up late. This is why you don't yeah, stay up because demons come out and get your ass when you play in. Yeah, that's video they games. Have to wait till four in the morning. Uh, and I only know this because it was a Friday, uh, and Zer was at the was at the tower when I spawned in. So he's just playing Destiny, and that's when the servers reset. There you go. Perfect. That's why he saw his demon. I'm talking with friends in a party, and I hear my mom call my name from the top of the steps. At four? Which is we 
at four, which was weird because she worked in like three hours. So I tell my friends I'll be back and head out into the main room of the basement. I'm saying, yeah, mom, what's up? Mom? Mom, what did you need? Is everything okay? And I hear nothing. She called my name four times. So I head upstairs to her room and I'm like, mom, what'd you want? What did you call me for? Is everything okay? She's pissed because I woke her up. So I tell her what happened and she freaks out. So something called my name in my mom's voice and I haven't been more terrified in my life. At that point, I heard a really loud bang and something broke. I said, fuck no, and slept on my parents' floor again. The people I was in a party with heard it too and texted me asking what happened. Told them and they wigged out. I went down, uh, I went down the next morning to find out what broke and it was a picture frame of my grandparents and me. I didn't sleep downstairs for a week. And when I was down there, I went upstairs before it got dark. And uh, he says, if you like these, he has more experiences from around that time too. But that was the last experience. Did this story just have an end card at the end? Yeah, it did. He was like, you want more? You want more, baby? Can I uh, just crazy suggestion? Crazy suggestion. I want to know for background. When did you wake up? When do you wake up normally? Because you were in school during this time, right? I imagine. This was a Friday. It's now past 4 a.m. I'm just going to say, if you let's say you wake up at 6 a.m. At this point, you've been up almost 22 hours. I'm going to say it's possible your brain could be doing crazy things. Sometimes I hear shit. Me too. Like yeah, sometimes audio, audio hallucinations, especially when you're, yeah. when you're tired, happen all the time. I actually remember being... I went to Maine for my buddy's wedding, maybe like, you know, at this point, five, six, seven years ago or something. Uh, and we were getting, we were just doing wedding planning. I was ha- at his house. I was alone and I was exhausted. I remember crashing onto the bed and I, I distinctly remember hearing my, my buddy's future wife calling my name multiple times. And I like, you dirty like, dog. <laughs> not, not like that. Uh-oh. I promise. Oh God. No. <laughs> um, but there was nobody in the house. And when I, shouted nobody replied because i was half asleep yeah i've but. i've heard like i've gotten really really tired and like heard shit or you know what if it's late and i'm very tired and i'm just like on the internet anything can jump scare me anything i'll like go to a page and if like music plays in the background i'm like oh oh god <laughs> <laughs> if that happened alex if that shit happens tonight if i'm at home tonight and that happens i promise you i'll be like yo hey are you real? Just start rolling. <laughs> Just start rolling. Don't think. No. You can't. You can't. You can't. Anytime you put a camera on, they drain it. You no, I don't want a happens. camera. I'm just going to be live. I'm going to talk to him. Be like, yo, bro, why are you doing this? Just don't. Cut you it have out. to be able to share your experience. Think about wanna... science, Jesse. No, I'll share. I'll tell you guys next episode. I'll be like, yeah, this guy came in laughing like, oh, ho, ho. and I was like, bro, why are you laughing? This ain't funny. And he'll be like, I know. I just was trying to intimidate you. And I'll be like, don't intimidate me. We can be friends. And he'll be like, do you want guy. to scare people together? And I was like, yeah, I actually kind of do. And then we'll become like ghost buddies. <laughs> what? That is the weirdest thing that could happen. That is the, that is, that is that the is most for bizarre thing. If you told me that like next week, I would be like, Mike, we gotta talk to Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta have a conversation. I'd do a Meanwhile, thing where like, he'd like, get you guys, where I'd be like on stream, then you'd hear me in the background. You'd be like, hey. On stream? Yeah. yeah like with you guys right now. We'd be oh. talking. <laughs> and then in the background, you'd hear like, hey, Alex. 
Hey, you call us on Skype to have a to set us up for a ghost to sneak <laughs> a ghost up behind would us and tell scare us? you in the back in the background. That's he'd outrageous. like he'd be like knock 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 to be knocking the door and he'd be like, hey, it's me, Jesse, and I'd be right here. How and you'd be you? like, oh, and I'd be like, yeah, gotcha. How did you get this far <laughs> into mean- this thought? How? Wh- why were you thinking? How did you have this all mapped out? What do you mean? Like, my ghost There's- friend and I. This there's up. a weirdo. There's a weirdo in there. You just you're one real paranormal experience away from just going like <laughs> full, full like journalist slash novelist slash like. I will go to you UFO know. conferences if if I have an experience. I'll be the first person there. I'll be like, Dude, you want to? I will be like, y'all. I didn't believe, but now I do. But nothing's gonna happen. Jesse, you want it? Nothing's you gonna happen. Move on together. Do you want to join move on together, Jesse? Nothing's going to happen. That's the point. Is I'm not gonna. <laughs> a ghost isn't gonna come to me, and an alien's not gonna come know. to me. It's not you gonna happen because it ain't real. Someday, <laughs> just you wait. You, what you described was like the 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 like montage opening to a sitcom of you and this ghost meeting, becoming buddies, yeah, and then, then romancing each together. other, and yeah, it'll be called exactly. my six-month relationship with a ghost. When we break up, it's sad. He's like, it's not, so- it's not me, it's you. You're living. <laughs> I'd get so jealous as a side character, I'd rip the tape off Harold's mouth and let him come to life. And yeah. Now I've got a buddy, mm-hmm. and he's just mean to me. He, like, he, just- doesn't, well, he doesn't do shenanigans. He just torments me. I right. just keep doing the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> it would be Alex by himself at this point. Just be like, whoa! Uh, but with my did ghost you guys friend, hear what happened to my two friends? They went insane, dude. Both of them. <laughs> Mysteries are real, guys. Send in you your stories. Up, <laughs> you gotta open up that YouTube channel again, man, dude. You can do right. it. There you go. It's just gonna be all about right. Michael and Jesse were <laughs> normal guys <laughs> who went insane. All right. So the next story is potentially the one that we're going to round out this episode with. And you might be like, wow, that's fast. This is a long one. We're going to go through this whole thing. Oh, yeah, this is a big boy. We're going to talk about it, pick it apart, have fun with it. Uh, this was sent via email uh, by a man named Andrew. And I, I titled this one, The Poltergeist. You took, like, some editorial license with this one? Well, yeah, I just gave it a title. I like that. I like <laughs> that. That's very, like, professional. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, let's get started. My family and I lived at a large property called Gladstone Villa in the former mining town of Bargode in the Sayre-Philly County Borough of South Wales Valleys in the UK. From, 19, from 1969 to 1978, we experienced activity that simply defied rational explanations such as lights going off and on. We witnessed electrical cables being pulled, and my grandfather, Bill, claimed to have had a glass bottle thrown towards him as he entered the main bedroom, missing him by just inches. I didn't personally see this myself, but I still recall the time he came from there with the broken bottle in his hands, and he told us what happened. There was the occasional sighting, but this was, a very, this was very rare indeed. So rare that in all the nine years that I was there, I never once saw it but I did hear it uh, many times in the, bed- in the bedroom. It's still worth mentioning that my mother, Caroline, saw it on at least two occasions. There were also regular footsteps heard in the main bedroom every morning. Sometimes during the day, when we'd all be downstairs watching TV, one of us would turn the volume down to hear it more clearly, and my grandfather Bill would point to the ceiling and say, He's by here, and he's by there now, trying to make out where the footsteps were coming from exactly. Something about, like, family ghosts always freaks me out. Lends a little credence. In my opinion, always lends a little credence, of course. Like, here's the thing. Like, if I'm, I'm, like, 15 years old or younger, 11 years old, the perfect age, 
the the age where you first start masturbating? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. But, hey, no. You uh, no. before before no. you before Jesse yeah. loses his mind and before Alex continues, yeah. there is actually theories that connect between poltergeist activity and, and kids entering nope. the pubic era. No. Puberty era. That's true. It's a, it's no. an energy. It's an energy that they feed That's off. True. Nope. That's I just true. farted. It's usually no. it's usually Did you just girls. Say, I just farted. Yeah. <laughs> just in the. She just wanted to keep us updated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, all I'm saying is, if you're 11 years old, right, and no. your grandpa and your grandpa and your aunt are both like, "There's a ghost in the house," you're gonna be like, "There is, there is a ghost in the house," because like, if your grandpa tells you something when you're young, like, nope, it's Have real. You ever read the story of the Enfield pol- poltergeist? Yeah, that's a crazy. That's attached one. to like a, a you know puberty and all that other nonsense. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a thing in the paranormal world. Shall we continue? Oh yeah, please. Please, Jesse's like, I'm about to quit this podcast. (laughs) There were five members of the family that were living at Gladstone Villa. My my maternal grandfather, uh, Bill, we'll just call him Bill, a retired miner who worked at the local uh, colliery. He was a short, bald man who liked nothing more than to listen to his country and Western uh, uh, LPs, Johnny Cash and Glenn Campbell, and so on. He also liked Westerns on TV that starred John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. My kind of dude. Hell yeah. My maternal grandmother was Rita. She was a short woman who was a housewife. She was completely uh, she was completely teetotal, but liked a smoke. What? She also I, she I never, don't know. She never what drank. She never drank, but yeah. she smoked. There you go. She also liked collecting garden gnomes, which red flag, and liked watching soap operas on TV. My mother, Caroline, met my father at the local bakehouse on uh, in Baldwin Street. She was day, uh, day shift regularly, and my father worked the night shift. He would stay behind to make her a cup of tea and chat. They dated for three years before they got married on Monday, the 1st of April, 1968. The Beatles were number one with Lady Madonna. Very apt. They did not get a place of their own, but they decided to live with my grandparents at the villa, which was uh, in Cardiff Road. I was born on the 24th of August, 1969, when everyone was listening to the latest number one hit in the charts, Honky Tonk Woman by the Rolling Stones. It was soon after that my mother said that strange things started to happen. Can I just can I just shout out just taking Good the time music to just to fill out some of the details of this and making this just a delightful <laughs> little read for everybody? Can I just can I just shout out how cool that is? I yeah. I I need to know what the music has to do with this. I, I know that I Alex think... is satisfied with it just being there. Like Alex is very happy that you're like giving these bands a shout out. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm watching a documentary about this this haunting. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. In your head. But the I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you dude. know. Sepia, the sepia tone filter is over the. I'm gonna let you. Uh, it's like background music for this story. I get it, but I'm gonna let you know if at the end it isn't like, and then the ghost of George Harrison appeared before me. If I don't get something related to these bands, like the Ro- Jonathan Rolling Stone, Jonathan <laughs> Rolling Stone, <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Rolling Stone, right? If I don't get something that's Rolling related Stone to this of the Rollingston Rollingstons. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I need that. I need something to happen, or else none of this—that oh, doesn't make sense to me. But all right, continue. All right. <laughs> I was just a baby when she said it all started off rather quietly, like small tapping here and there, but nothing too noticeable. But in time, the activity gradually increased. One time, my mother said the family heard a noise—a noise like someone jumping down from the attic and onto the landing. 
Naturally thinking that someone was trying to break in, they went to see what was going on. When they got there, they found nobody there, but the hatch to the attic was open. Big nope. Yeah, that's a big nope. I was thinking about those I would, I would still think, like, criminal or, like, a raccoon. I was thinking about those stories where it's, like, some old lady living in the yes. walls. Oh, no. God, fucks no. fucks me up. No way. She, like, comes I, out of the hole in the wall and, like, takes a soda and a newspaper and then just, like, scatters back away. That's worse, man. That's so much worse. It's so creepy yeah. seeing that shit. Ugh. Whatever it was eventually occupied itself in the main bedroom, which incidentally was my grandparents' room. It soon made its presence felt by walking around the bedroom and the sounds of dragging could be heard. And this isn't an animal. We're sure this isn't an animal. I mean, it went on for nine years. It went on for the entirety of his life there. I'm just saying it could be an animal or a group of animals. That opened the attic? And had a dragging sound and Yeah, like a dead, or, or again crazy homeless guy it's jeff the mongoose it could be jeff the mongoose jeff gets around whatever happened to jeff think about it people think about it just put your brains to work one day my mother went upstairs to that bedroom to get my father up for work so we could get ready for his night shift when she got to there she was uh, confronted by the sight of the ironing board placed on my father's torso as he slept whoa when he awoke he was astonished to find the situation he was in he suspected my grandfather Bill was playing pranks, but in time, he knew my grandfather was not responsible for it, and he told his work friends what was going on there, and it got around town that Gladstone Villa was haunted. I just don't know why the ghost would place an ironing board on somebody's stomach. It's trying to figure out, like, what he's trying to do, what kind of attention he maybe wants. Maybe it's like a party, bro. It's seesaw. seesaw. It's two kid ghosts. They just two want kid to ghosts, yeah. On, on Grandpa's belly yep. or whatever. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Solved. Uh my parents separated in 1972. That's a, a hell of a right turn. And my father left Gladstone Villa. But it wasn't because of what was going on at Gladstone Villa. It was just a breakdown of the marriage. <laughs> they finally divorced in, uh, on the 25th of April, 1975. And the British band, the Bay City Rollers, were number one in the charts with Bye Bye Bay. What is this leading to? <laughs> Where is this going? A picture has it's, been painted. He's saying, he, right now he's saying that, the, yeah, the picture's been painted. But each song that is like number one in the charts seems to like relate to their lives at the time. Also, yeah, I'm telling uh, you, somebody look, look, look. is doing some writing here. Uh, that doesn't mean there's a connection Drawing to it. But also, parallels. but also, saying that he left, but it wasn't because of ghosts, is equally crazy. Because why wouldn't you leave because of ghosts? They're like, <laughs> you know what? It was a breakdown in the marriage. They would have stuck it out if it wasn't for, you know, the marriage the falling apart. What? There are ghosts in your house. Leave. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, very apt song. It would have been amusing, but for the fact of what was going on there. I was barely two years old at the time, so I have... Sorry, I'm hiccuping. But I have no memory of my father living at Gladstone Villa. But he would come to see me every Saturday to take me to see my paternal grandparents uh, into the local cinema. Great times, even though the paranormal activity still continued. As I got older, I too witnessed the activity for myself. I actually saw the poltergeist activity for myself. I saw the electrical cables being pulled by unseen forces. I saw the lights going off, off and on. And when my grandfather Bill would play records on the su- uh, on Sunday, as the family did the, uh, had dinner, it would turn the music off. It took exception to the British band Slade and any religious TV shows my grandmother Rita would watch. Maybe it was just a time traveler. That's a theory about ghosts. I think I've talked about okay. it. Okay, okay. After oh. all this time, I mean, maybe they were new at the time, but... Slade's got to be played out in England by now. 
<laughs> again, <UK>. again. <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. Cords being pulled, lights being turned off and on. Even for the nuisance factor, I'd move. Like, even if I was, like, okay with ghosts and okay with paranormal specters, I'd be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to go move but, into but an apartment. It could be, like, at the at this point, too, the owners of the grandparents, they're, you know, probably older, don't really have want to move, maybe been here their whole life. It seems like a this hassle. Be a It'd be like if you had a neighbor who had parties all the time, and you were just like, you know what? I just want to sleep. Stop it. Eventually, you'd move. If your neighbor was, like, one of the Paul brothers or something, yeah. constant noise happening. Yes. Uh, well, there's more to the story, shall we? I do like how the ghost actually prefers uh, very specific music and religious TV shows. Maybe that's why the music has to do with it. We'll find out. The local police were also involved. I remember them popping their heads into the attic, hesitating, and then not going in. But they suggested it was my father playing a prank on my family. A family friend, uh, we'll call her Ivy, was uh, she was more of a friend to my grandmother, Rita. She was very skeptical when my grandmother told her that Gladstone Villa was haunted. I can still remember Ivy going into the main bedroom, looking around and saying it was, vi it was vibration from the traffic outside causing it. But she was soon to change her mind when she experienced everything for herself. It was then uh, that she suggested the, uh, the, local, the local press and a medium. The medium was John Matthews. And when he came to Gladstone Villa, he started by asking the family questions. He then began by challenging the spirit to perform by knocking on the ceiling. And sure enough, it responded by knocking back at him. We've got a young uh, Zach. What's his name over here? Zach yelling, Bagans. Uh, Zach Bagans yelling at the ghost and challenging him. Just uh, that's how you get how you get possessed, man. Ask Zach. He's been possessed like at least once an episode. Boom. Could this be the maid of Gladstone <laughs> Villa from the 17th century getting revenge for her jilted lover? <laughs> Cut to Zach. Come at me, jilted lover. I am an open vessel for you to possess. And he's like carrying a doll around. Yeah, that's him. It is. At some point, John went into a trance to try to make contact with it, but he failed to get a name. He later confirmed the obvious. That there was indeed a presence there, and it was an earthbound spirit, and that it had unfinished business. Like the movie Casper. Very vague. Yeah, exactly. We got Casper. I wouldn't leave Casper was haunting the place. That's fine. You gotta give. You gotta help them finish their business. A priest by the name of Graham Jones was then called to the to Gladstone Villa. He blessed the property, and after a few prayers, he duly left. And it was quiet for a few short months after that. No incidents, but it did return and with a vengeance. And this time, it decided to show itself. That actually is a common thread as well. Uh, failed exorcisms or failed blessings of the house, and then whatever it was ends up returning a few months later and just pissed that you basically nullified it for a little while. I've heard that. It's true. They do have patterns. One evening, my grandfather Bill, my mother Caroline, and I were watching television. My grandmother Rita was reading a book when all of a sudden my mother just so happened to look to her left and she saw the full solid figure of a monk standing by the doorway. We did not see this as we were otherwise occupied, but she later described it in detail as a monk in typical brown habit complete with hood over the head so she didn't see the face. It sounded very much like a 16th century Benedictine monk. What? Now, I know, this, question, I know this doesn't matter that much, but I will say that when I did see what I thought was a ghost, it also had a hood covering its face. Ooh. Maybe it's just a monk, monk ghost that just visit people. It's My possible. question is, did she let the TV show finish and then 
tell people? Like, I don't know. Was she just cool with it? Or did she like tell them right The away? whole world moved slower back then. I would have let my show finish. <laughs> You're like, That's if right, I was so like Jesse, I'd be like, yep, go surreal. Now I'm going to finish my TV show and then I'm going to share my knowledge with the world. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> but then, then we then would be somebody else in Jesse's position at this point in time reading things and being like, I don't believe it until I see it. Right. Yeah. But that's how it should work. That's gotcha. ghosts. If you're out there, show yourselves. Come get Jesse. We're tired of this. You want it too bad, Jesse. That's the problem. What do you mean? There's got to be a ghost out there who wants it just as bad. What are they doing? Hanging out in the spirit realm, not wanting to freak people out? Come on. If you were a ghost, <laughs> you're telling me you wouldn't want to show up and be like, I have unfinished business. Help me out, I would, bro. I would pay $400 for one of those statues behind you to just like tip over right now. I would pay 400 bucks. <laughs> Who would you pay? 400 ghost dollars. Who would you pay? Also, if a ghost, these are expensive as shit. If a ghost comes in here, <laughs> I'm going to get his ass. I'll be like, ghost, what are you doing? I'm going to get crazy. crosses up in here and be like, get your ass back in here now, ghost. <laughs> That's oh crazy. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be like, I can't go in there. You've sanctified it, Jesse. I'm like, that's right, like a cartoon dog. <laughs> Can we go ghost hunting when we're in England in July? Yes, throw that out there. Yes, one night. I want to go. go. Let's go to a Let's haunted place. Telford yes! ghost hunting. Make I'm it happen. Telford, down. UK ghost hunting. We'll there go has out. To be a tour of that. We'll hunt. We'll right hunt there. something. I don't know. Anybody got, we gotta get some GoPros. Oh my god, yeah. All right, all right. Let's continue this story. This is great. Fred Davies was a friend of my father, Bill, and they worked together at the local Coley. Oh, wait, did I hear? No, I no. did not. Okay, sorry. I sounded familiar. And he would uh, visit most evenings. Fred was a slim man who would wear a flat cap and glasses. Very 1960s England in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and smoked homemade cigarettes that hung from his lips when he spoke. This is a hell of a picture. I, I like it. That's what I'm saying. He would, it's, he's a very good storyteller. What music did he listen to? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. <laughs> He would sit in his favorite chair by the open fire and talk to the family and watch TV with us. One day, Fred was with us in his usual place by the open fire. I was quietly playing with my toys by the was side. Was he pushed into the fire? Oh, oh God. He burned God, alive no. and he became a ghost. Jesus. It was quiet when all of a sudden there was one very loud bang. It was so loud that Fred ducked his head and I ran to my mother for comfort. When it was quiet, we all went upstairs. My grandfather Bill would always be first and I would be last. When we go to the, to the bedroom, we found nothing that could account for that noise. Fred later told us that he ducked his head as he thought it was going to come through the ceiling. Fred told us of another experience he had at Gladstone Villa. My grandfather Bill liked to look out the landing window that overlooked Cardiff Road and into Bargoed Town Center. This time, Fred had joined him, and he said he felt something brush past him. When he looked there, there was nothing to be found. The most frightening experience I had was when I was alone in that particular bedroom. I made sure the light was on, and it was very quiet. I was laying on the bed facing the window that overlooked Cardiff Road, when I suddenly felt something heavy pounce on the bottom of the bed. I heard the bed springs go just once, and I felt the bed bounce. I didn't look straight away, but when I did, there was nothing there. I went downstairs to tell my family, and we all went back up. We saw distinctive paw marks on the bed, like that of an animal. I later found out that my grandfather, Bill, had a black Labrador dog called Tovey, who, who died when I was born. His favorite song. <laughs> this is was who let the dogs out. Who this let is, the dogs this out. sounds so, like, specific. You know what I mean? It's very detailed. Like, I'm more it's inclined to believe a story with so many specific details. Nothing is, like amazingly scary you know what i mean but that kind of to me also lends to its credibility a nothing bit. is amazing literally a ghost dog jumped on his bed nothing is scary well but you know 
he did, there's no like and then I found hair and it's here. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing here that's like super convincing evidence. Sure. But it sure. just sound it just rings true to me because of its specificity. It's it's constantly like making itself known, but never long enough or or uh I guess like visibly enough to catch anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and in the 70s too, how quickly can you take out a camera and like get a picture? It's not quite like today where you can whip out a cell phone and be right. like, ah, gotcha. Right, exactly. Motherfucker. Yeah. My grandfather, Bill, and my mother, Caroline, claimed to have heard a baby crying. Uh, I heard a baby crying there, but as I didn't hear that at the time, I took very little notice of, of what they said. The activity got so bad that my mother, grandmother, and I slept downstairs with the lights on. It was only my grandfather, Bill, who was supposedly brave enough to sleep there. I just like to imagine some old curmudgeon be like, fuck these ghosts. I'm staying upstairs. I don't care if you all sleep downstairs. I'm going to picture the dude from uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, if that's cool with everybody. Yes! Yes, was Eustace? Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, that's that was uh, I. That's how I kind of see it too. Um, it was then that my grandfather, uh, he had he himself had yet another experience in that room. He told us that he was lying on the bed when all of a sudden he couldn't move. He couldn't even shout out to, uh, to us to help him. This could well have been sleep paralysis, but he uh, but he was said he heard something in the room with him. Again, that is sleep paralysis potentially. Sleep paralysis induces hallucinations as well. Like it is a miserable, miserable situation. People My aunt see... had an experience with a ghost where it like jumped on the on the foot of uh, of her bed and like was weight on her legs. I my my grandmother had an experience with ghosts when she was in the 1920s when she was a kid and um every time they would wax the floors of, of the apartment they lived in she could hear footsteps and like sliding huh. like the whatever it was would you like slide on the wax floors over and over again my grandmother wrote out. a ghost story that is like written down and she i think she won an award for it that is like oh, a damn. true story of her life i should try and find that Ooh, that sounds awesome yeah. yes please she, that could be a fun alex it, episode yeah. if, if she's okay with you reading well it. she's she has she has shuffled off this mortal coil Ah, gotcha. but I, I don't think she would mind. I think she would appreciate it. That'd be awesome. All right, let's continue. My grandmother, Rita, had her own experiences. One day, she went upstairs into that room to get my grandfather up when she saw the boiler door wide open by itself. Or she saw the boiler door open wide by itself. Yikes. She didn't say, stay there to see what it was, but she rushed out of the room. Another occasion, she said uh, she said she had the sensation of something pulling from under her foot, like she had stepped on a, uh, on his gown. We had the ghost for so long that my grandmother Rita gave it a pet name. She called him Johnny, and my grandfather Bill would shout out that name to pro provoke a reaction. I can just but nothing picture. would happen. <laughs> Fuck you, Johnny. Nothing. Ivy, Ivy's son, Charles, got to hear about what was going on at Gladstone Villa, and he came along with some friends and with my family's permission. They went into the bedroom. Oh, my God. It, fright it frightened one of his friends, and to this day, one of his friends still says it was a spooky place. At this point, if you have, like, Taurus, start charging. Is this an Airbnb? Yeah, right? Like, a quid a visit, a pound a visit. I don't know what they were using back in the 70s. No idea. My mother, Caroline, had an operation on her, and... I should have gotten rid of that word there. My, my mother, Caroline, had an operation on her and ended up on crutches to support her. The local nurse would tend to her foot. My mother was sat on the chair when the nurse came this, uh, this day, and the nurse knelt down to tend to, uh, tend to her, and she told my mother not to hold her. My mother looked at my grandmother, Rita, in amazement as she was not holding the nurse at all. 
My mother made her own conclusions that it was Johnny the ghost that was holding her so as not for the nurse to hurt her. I guess that Johnny's a... He's become part of the family now? Yeah, he seems to be becoming part of the family and seems to torment the, the men and help the women, I guess? I mean, it's, the only he's time- very religious. Question mark? Yeah, he is very religious. He seems like a very religious ghost. But also a player. Or both. He is a, he is, he's a player. The only time I heard the ghost being vocal was the time we were all in the room. One of us wanted to use the bathroom and we couldn't get there. My grandfather, Bill, said, he's behind there. I heard quite distinctly the the sound of Gregorian chant, and that was it. What? Nothing more. Like, <laughs> that's... Like, yeah. Except that's around me the Halo theme. <laughs> We've heard the Halo theme and nothing more. <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> is that Halo or is that Destiny? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It also sounded a little bit like uh, the Final Fantasy X uh, when you go see the spirit oh, guy's Lord. theme. This is my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. We have to get out of this. Let's move past this. No, nope, it's just Let's the rest of the on. podcast is you singing weird chants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we left in the summer of 1978 when two local businessmen bought the property and Gladstone Villa was eventually converted into a small hotel and its name changed to Reds Park Hotel. Oh, my God. Could we go stay yes. there? Is that still around? On the night before we moved, there was one final incident we experienced, as if it knew we were going, and that was its way of saying goodbye. My mother, grandmother, and I got ready to go to sleep. The light was still on, and then we heard the doorknob turning, as if someone was trying to get in. At first, I naturally suspected my grandfather, Bill, as he was the only one who slept upstairs in that room, and we thought it, it may have been him playing a prank. I called out to him, but there was no answer. No laugh that would give him away. We then heard our belongings that we uh, were packed in the hallway being thrown around. The next day, we asked my grandfather Bill if it was him playing a joke on us. He insisted it wasn't him, and to this very day, I believe him. That also happens a, a lot with, like, ghosts, ghosts and poltergeists. Things getting, like, just thrown around. Things that you packed getting unpacked. Just seems like they get mad at you for... They almost... A lot of stories like this remind me of, like, toddlers. They very much come across as, like, upset toddlers. Who the only way they know how to get your attention is just by causing a ruckus. Moving on, uh, fast forwarding quite some time from from them leaving in 1978, uh, he had his birthday, his 40th birthday, at Red's Park Hotel in August of 2009 for old times' sake. And it was the female staff that told me about the ghost, and I told them about what happened to me there 30 years before. Yo. This... The staff told me of their own personal experiences, lights going on and off, the odd sighting in room five, a bride in white uh, was seen, again as with the claims of the baby crying that made no sense to me at the time. I did a thorough research of the property, and the Cardiff Road area I found out has some very interesting things indeed. I find out uh, I found out that Bargoed Library and local newspaper archives at Gladstone Villa dates back to 1900. And it was named after the former British Prime Minister, William Gladstone. I discovered the previous people that lived there, the Kimiat family in 1924. The new one married, uh, the new married couple, Michael and Evelyn Kimiat, and a son named Elvin Kimmet. He died at the property just four months old, according to the archives of Cardiff newspaper, the Western Mail of that year. This explained the baby my mother and grandfather heard in the bedroom that was crying. 
Mrs. Evelyn Kimmiet died in 1970, soon after I was born. Maybe this is why the activity all started around that time. Huh. I also found out. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an interesting connection. I also found that there was a monastery in Baldwin Street where my parents met and worked. And there is a property directly opposite the former Gladstone Villa property in Cardiff Road dating back to the 16th century. It is now a public house called the RAFA Club. A priest, uh, a priest hide is said to be there, but it's sealed up. And this explains the monk my mother supposedly saw. Whoa. What I have said here is true. I, uh, I wouldn't share this if I couldn't possibly back this up. And I have used real names as I have nothing to hide, which is why we left off the last names, except for the people who are long dead in 1924. And all I have said can be verified by the family of those people I mentioned. Sadly, some of the people I mentioned are no longer with us. I challenge any hardened skeptic and firm non-believer, and I can assure them that they will indeed most certainly question their belief system. Of this, I have no doubt whatsoever. In fact, I am 100% positive. You may Google this property. It is there still. It is still there in Cardiff Road, Bargoed, Wales, UK, very near uh, Say uh, or Philly. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, by the way. K or Philly is probably how you pronounce it in Cardiff. This place needs to be thoroughly investigated and is well worth documenting. I'm quite serious about this and very sincere. Submitted by Andrew. Andrew, how many? How much stock do you own in this hotel? Welsh <laughs> vacation. The Reds Welsh Park Hotel. Vacation. How much? How much do you own of that property? Because I feel like this is an ad to go there. Before we go to Coxcon, let's go to Wales. So is that far? Like how far? How long? Train ride. Uh, it's a train ride. Yes, but it's probably like, gonna be hours. Just yeah, heads I'll up. take. I'll wait. Hours? I'll wait hours. For I'll Johnny. do it. I'm game to do it. If the three of you want this to be where we go, what did the mm. music have to do with the story? Absolutely, it nothing. set the tone of the story. The what tone, do you mean? Right? Are you telling me that the tone that the tone was basically I make a TV show pilot out of this? You're telling me that the tone is that he's talking about this ghost and all these things that are going to happen, that kind of thing. But in the background, it's like playing like the Bye Bye Bay is in the background of that scene is what you're saying. That's how you yeah. set this up. Yeah. Lady Madonna. No. Nope. <laughs> the Reds Park Motel is permanently closed. Boys. No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Reds Park uh, Hotel is re is recorded recordedly closed at this location. Well, it only wow. had two stars. So I have to explain that. Yeah, there's the there's a, the address though. It, it did exist at some point. The Reds Park Hotel also had the Reds Bar and Restaurant. The property was once residential. It was originally called Glanstone Villa. The Jones family were there during the First World War. The Kimmy looks family. like it closed in 2015. All these people. Hmm. Yeah, no, all the names are correct in this article. Oh, it was shared by by Andrew. There you go. Here's my problem. We could have gone on January 25th, 2015, to see Rory J as the legendary king of pop, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we messed uh, up. We should have. We should have hit it. Yeah. Damn. Yo. Yo, wait. Damn. I believe it's available for sale. Oh, no, it's not for sale anymore. Oh. I was going to say, crowdfund us. We'll buy it. Let's go. The most haunted <laughs> we'll forum, dude. Yeah, there's some uh, interesting little articles about I keep it. Just, this, I just this... keep finding more posts by Andrew. I, I got to stop. Uh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew. It's all yeah. Andrew. 
Even back, although I'm actually like looking back, even in 2013, Andrew was the one posting similar well, stories. Check it out. If anybody else listening to the podcast is from Wales, uh, or at least in that area of Wales, if you guys want to corroborate these stories in any way, or you stayed at that Red Park Hotel, please let us know. Please let us know. Yeah, I would love to hear. An, I would love to hear corroborating evidence of the Gladstone Villa hauntings. I would still love, like, if it's possible to even go get there. I would love to reach out. I know it's closed, but maybe we could get uh, permission. They from said the there was a pub to... across the street. Like, it's probably like not that bad. Yeah, I, I say we, we. I say we. We talk about maybe going there anyway. Let's just let's, let's, let's just investigate it. We'll just take a look and yeah. see what the what the what the reality is of it. Well, gentlemen, that wraps up our user stories for today. Hell yeah. If you all have stories you want us to check out, we're going to be doing this more often because people really like it. I, I think like every couple months we, we dip into the and make sure and make sure and pre give us permission because I don't want to yes, keep please. asking for it because it feels weird to like take them and not have the permission. So just write if you want us to share it. That should be how you always do it. Either throw it at the title or if you throw us an email right at the start of the email, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, just let us know. But what do you think? Are you uh? Would you enjoy? Did you enjoy the stories? Are you are you converted yet, Jesse? I, you he's know, just I uh, no. He's just I know, one encounter away. Mm, yeah, no, a, a story won't do it for me. I literally need a ghost to come up and be like, "Bro, hey, then I'm in. I'm in." Stories will not do it. I can't wait. Fair enough. I can't wait for this. Which for, for what? what? I can't wait for the next one. I just want to hear more. I just want to hear more stories. More stories. Yeah. Yo, if there are any, if there, this is my personal request. If there's anybody out there with, with like close encounter stories or alien stories, oh, you oh. Will get at least one of them will be on on the on the next. We challenge one. you. I, we I challenge will. you to give us stories that aren't about ghosts because we but only true stories. Oh yes, don't fuck with us. But you know, dig deep. Find a local hometown story. It doesn't have to be about yeah. you. You know, if it's just something that's yeah. regional, let us know. Tell us your story. I want to hear. <sighs> Well, that'll be wrapping us up for this episode. Um, as I said at the beginning, the next couple episodes are, are under under works right now. Um, Mothman, we've got uh, the guy who sleeps with aliens and paints them, that kind I'm of stuff. I'm actually doing two episodes well on the myself. Hell yeah. Totally so different ones than what I was talking about, but I'm actually making quite a lot of progress. Jesse, prepare your fucking brain. I'm ready. I'm ready for you to get me. your fucking brain. I, I, venture to, I venture to say that you will believe at least some of both stories that I tell you're you are literally challenging me to not believe you watch me watch him swang all right all right watch him swang okay (laughs) watch him swang well on that uh before we go hey we have merch you should go check it out we've got shirts we've got hats good looking it is good looking, and and we're currently in works for a potential limited time hoodie, hoodie on the way in the near future. Can't wait! On the way. Can't wait to get a sample of this. I want to see this. Absolutely, it's gonna be dope. Everybody's been wanting a hoodie for a long, long, long we'll time. We're finally gonna get them all to you. the time, right in time for summer. So <laughs> we're obviously a prompt. Yep for that but um other than that you can obviously reach out to us again chaluminati pod on the subreddit for your stories or any other uh feedback or suggestions or just want to chat with other with other viewers you can do that go do that on whatever podcasting app you listen to hook us up with the review it goes a pod long bean. way and helps us out pod bean our 10 pod bean listeners we love you we love you uh also if you just want to tweet at us directly you can do so over on twitter at chaluminati pod for the podcast at jesse cox for jesse at faciane a for alex and at mathis games for myself and I think that's it. Have I missed anything, boys? No. 
Nope. Sweet. Thanks for listening. We'll hear. We'll see. Uh, see you guys in a couple of weeks. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.